Hello there. Hello. Welcome back to episode three. The third one's always the worst in the trilogy. Really? Because I think this might top number two. But maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not number one. Not never number one. Uh, you're listening to Unapologetically Out of Order with Austin and Sydney. So today we're going to continue our topic of firsts, as we did in the first episode, and this is first jobs. Um, so we're just going to talk about, like, you know, our positions there and kind of our experience emerging into the workforce as itty-bitty kids. We, we little teenagers. Long ago. Long ago. Teens. I can't believe that was almost a decade for me. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> really, really crazy. That's um, wild. Do you want to go first? Um, Sure. Yeah. So the first place that I worked was called Parties. Uh, basically, it was like this birthday party place for little kids with different themes. Couldn't have guessed it. Really? Could oh. It? oh, you could. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny, actually. Thank you. You're welcome. What about you? My first place was called Novel Ideas. It started off as a bookstore slash novelty general store thing. And then we started selling records on half the sides. It was records, books, general gifts ideas. What was the novelty that you guys had there? Like a popular one? Um, we didn't really have a popular item. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As general stores kind of have. <laughs> No, there was no one specific thing that people came in for. Uh, birthday cards, though, were pretty... I'd say that's the thing I sold the most were cards. That's cute. Yeah, it was nice, especially since people think that, like, print is dead. Yeah. Cards are dead. So how old were you when you were hired? Um, 15 turned 16. Yeah. I, I think around that age range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I was, like, 14 or 15. Cute. Yeah, we were so small, so young. I had braces, did you? I did! Yeah. <laughs> I just picture that. Like, I was just about to get them off around that time, or I had just gotten them off. I am so jealous, but I won't go into my adventures with braces. That's <laughs> another podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. Ah, creation of content. We love it. Love it. Um, so what was your position and title when you were working at Parties? I was just a quote-unquote party assistant. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? It sounds like a different name for, like, an escort. Yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe now if I was a party assistant, it would be something totally different. But, <clears throat> yeah, I was the party assistant. What, what about you? I don't think I had a formal title. I just worked there. Yeah. <laughs> so were you, like, behind the desk? Yeah, I was the only person at the store whenever the store was open. I ran it one day a week. And I'd be the only person there. And I did cashier, stock, mm-hmm. cleaning, mm-hmm. customer service. I made balloons. That was another thing we had. What? I totally forgot about this. We sold balloons. That's cute. That was the most popular item by a long shot. Um, like animal balloons? like and They're kind of like animal. No, I didn't make balloon animals. Mm-hmm. But we had this line of balloons that when you blew it up, it had paper accordion legs cute so it was like this oblong shape and sometimes it like had a neck of whatever animal it was mm-hmm. and then the bottom had four you know like accordion folded up uh-huh. legs that's cute and so it bounced on the floor so because really they were wa- kind of weighted yeah so there was dinosaurs cats and dogs and kids went crazy for them that's really cute actually yeah the kids went crazy i've never heard of anything so- like that I'm um, balloon expert to my resume. Yes, of course. <laughs> balloon expert. Um, so can you give an overview of your average shift? Just real quick. 
I worked Sundays. I would get there at like noon and I would leave at five. I opened the store. Um, we had things in the front. It was a store that was inside a building. Mm-hmm. And it looked like the frame of a barn. That's cool. Like, like the wooden framework of a barn. Yeah. So I would open the barn doors and I would put things outside, like a book stand mm-hmm. to, to like hold the doors open or flake flower display. That's cute. And yeah, I, that's, I kind of sat there. No one was really out on Sundays mm-hmm. in that little area. So it was really quiet. I mostly got to do homework or like do things online. Mm-hmm. As long as it was, like, you know, like, appropriate. Like, if a customer came in, they couldn't be like, what are you doing? What are you doing on there? I made decorations. I would make, like, paper chains and things like that to, like, decorate the store. Um, And I was allowed to play whatever record I wanted as long as I took good care of it. That's cute. That's perfect. And I would, like, lock up at the end of the day. Very nice. Um, So, for me, an average shift, uh, we had, like, two shifts, basically, which meant two parties. So, depending on the theme of the party, we would grab the things from storage, um... We had, like, a storage unit above the shop. Mm-hmm. Bring it down, set up for the party, uh, which was, like, the dining area, the craft area. And we also had the kitchen. Um, and then the party would start. I would, depending on the theme of the party, like, paint nails or, like, do a Epsom salt craft. Uh, we would eat. What the heck is an Epsom salt craft? Oh, it's sorry. Like, <laughs> it's it's totally okay. It's like, you know, where you take the Epsom salts, it's like a spa party it was for. Like, and oh, so, so I was picturing like kids' parties, kind of like Chuck E. Cheese type of situation. Oh. Um, this is like for grown women. No, it's for kids. It's for kids' parties. Like, you know. Oh, kids' spa. Yeah, like a kids' spa thing where I would like paint the kids' nails. But that's just like one party that we would have. It, it was for children entirely, but the Epsom salt thing, it was like you would add color to your salts and then it would, you know, the sand things that you stack with the different colored sands. Yeah, those sand in the glass bottles. Exactly. It was that basically. Oh. It was a craft. Mm-hmm. Walmart version. Yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, we would do that, eat food, hang out, whatever. I would clean up afterwards, wash dishes, put everything back in storage and then go home. That's what I loved about my job was that there was no real cleanup involved. Just mm-hmm. put everything safe, count the drawer, lock it. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I got in trouble for. It was like, because the lock was sticky. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't, it was, it was hard to close. And even if it looked closed, it might have not been. <laughs> and I That's always. terrible. And even if it, you could lock it, check it and it would feel locked. Mm-hmm. But then you come in in the morning and it would just pop right open. Oh, okay. That's. So it wasn't, like, necessarily, like, I wasn't being a careful thing. It was just the safe was stupid. Yes. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, So who were the customers? Um, Boomers. Nice. Boomer women. Yeah. uh, Or parents with their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, That's cute. Yeah. I don't think a male ever stepped foot in that store. Like, a full, a grown man. Did you have any regulars? No. Mm Mm-hmm. No, no regular. I guess maybe my friends, because sometimes they would pop by. That counts. Sure. Friends in quotations. Um, I basically answered the customer question already. Yeah. But so who, what about coworkers? Did you have any? Um, No, not on my shift. It was just me. Sometimes my boss would pop in just mm-hmm. at like the end of the shift mm-hmm. to help or whatever. Hi, Sydney. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I always like to leave notes. I I would leave a note for my boss and then a note for whoever was opening next about like, Maybe something was broken and that I didn't couldn't fix on my own, or maybe there needed to be like a restock that needed to be put in. I always left notes for everyone everywhere. That's sweet, and that's like um, good communication, especially because it's hard to be in the loop with a job that 
you know, you're the only person working that shift. Yeah. So even though I didn't meet my coworkers, I was <laughs> I was contacting them. Yes, of course. Through notes. <laughs> how many how many people would it take to run a party for um children? It was between two and three, usually, depending on the amount of kids that were there. Um, my boss was usually one of them, but sometimes there was another person there leading it. All right. So did you have to wear anything specific? Nope. My mom always made me wear pretty nice dresses, though. Like sundresses? Yeah. <laughs> I would wear those to work. And it felt appropriate for, the, like, the little barnyard aesthetic we had going on. That's cute. So I would wear, like, black, like, sundresses with white polka dots, things like that. That's so Sydney. <laughs> Even though your mom picked it out. That's cute. Yeah. Um, did you have, like, a cliche? I'm imagining, like, something like a fast food worker's uniform. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, yeah, basically. <laughs> we had, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. We had, like, a pink polo kind of shirt that said, like, that had the logo on, like, the, um, the small. The, the breast pocket. Yeah, exactly. Where, like, a frock it would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, I just had to wear, like, black pants. Um, I would always get in trouble because I had chip nail polish. I still always have chip nail polish. <laughs> it's hard to not have chip nail polish. I know. And I'm not paying for that. And this was before gels really were a thing. So Yeah, exactly. So that was constant maintenance. Ugh. So I'm assuming that in our we, we both obviously had bosses because mm-hmm. this was our first job. So who is that head that you had the most contact with? Uh, that would be Madame Christine Navin. Oh. Um, she was actually my Girl Scout leader back in the day. Oh my God. Yeah, just. <laughs> so is that how you got hired? Hold on. I'm trying to remember if her name was Christine. I feel bad. Since I always just call her Mrs. Navin. Mrs. Navin. <coughs> if we're editing this part out, I'm going to cough. Hi, Grayson. <coughs> Pause break. I'm going to go back to like who my boss was. Can you ask me again? Yeah. Uh, so who is the boss that you had most contact with? That would be Mrs. Navin. She was my Girl Scout leader back when I was, like, elementary, middle school age. That's cute. And I remember, I think it was at the Woodstock Fair. Like, we were at, like, a county fairground event. And it was something like that where I met her and I asked her what she was up to. And she was like, I'm starting a business. Do you want a job? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I do. Baby's first job. (laughs) (laughs) Because she she actually started planning this back when I was in Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember her, like, looking at layouts, talking with a guy who would, like, supply the wood to build a frame. He stopped by once to buy a bunch of Girl Scout cookies. And I remember that was the first time I heard about it. Oh, my God. I love Girl Scout cookies. The best. I know. Seriously. So I always had, a, like, a tight relationship with my boss. And then, by extension, the business. Because mm-hmm. it meant a lot to her. She meant a lot to me. So, like, that was... Very happy time. That's really my, cute. And during my workforce days. I love that. I really do like that a lot. Um, I'm assuming you don't have a passion for parties. I, you know what? <laughs> I I hate hosting parties. Like, when my roommates would throw parties last year, I would just sit in my room. Yeah. Even though I like going to them, just hosting them is, maybe this is why I don't like hosting parties. Because of this job. And that might be it. That seriously might be it. Um, but the boss was like a local mom. Um, <clears throat> and she was there most of the time when I was uh, working. Um, you know, she, this was her business. She did like the logo design and everything. So she was pretty much all in it. Um, she was such a business woman, so efficient, like so sharp and on it. Uh, she scared me though. (laughs) Um, was your boss, uh, nitpicky about anything? 
No, the only time she really like criticized me and criticized in quotations was when, like I was saying, I made like a paper banner uh-huh. and I hung it in the doorway, uh-huh. and it was like the w- wherever it was placed and the way it was hung was like a fire code uh, like yes. it broke fire code mm-hmm. i think it was because it was like overlapping kind of with the exit sign mm-hmm. something like that something minor that i didn't really realize mm-hmm. but it was only there for like half a shift and then she was like hey you know just you know like blah 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 says you can't do that i was like oh, okay love it that's cute that was the only thing oh and then the the kate the the safe thing oh, that right. happened like once or twice and she had to like call me in the morning you're like hey uh so that wasn't locked please don't do that oh my god and i I'd apologized a that lot that's so scary and cried get like cried. getting that yeah message you're like i effed up and there's nothing i can do about it now yeah you know? like sorry <laughs> i'm like i'm so i'm so sorry because she she knew I, I didn't mean to do that on purpose of course um so my boss was really, like, against me texting, but I was like, I need to talk to my friends. I'm not going to get through the shift without it. <laughs> so she would always catch me, like, being sneaky about it, too. When well, then you weren't being sneaky. I was clearly terrible at being sneaky. You you still are terrible at being sneaky. Am I? And subtle. Yeah. And subtle? Okay. I, so my presence is obviously well known when I clomp into a room with my arms with, flailing with, with your clogs yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i was not sneaky about texting and she was super adamant that i didn't do that so um, that's kind of regular in most jobs austin yeah <laughs> oh my god you're right totally is <laughs> see i've learned to be sneaky about it now maybe or maybe do it less maybe do it less right of course a place to start i'm just doing my homework <laughs> okay. texting my mom texting my mom that's that's what um one of our professors whenever someone's texting in class they go uh how are your parents doing <laughs> yeah it's it's i laugh i I chuckle under my breath every time because yeah it's I, a good line it is a good line mm-hmm. they tried to use it on me once but i was actually taking notes on my computer dun, dun, and i was dun. like you thought i was disrespecting you you know better uh, i just want to point out that sydney is looks into the microphone when she's talking and i think it's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make eye contact hello with the audience of course yes eye contact you're terrible at it me yeah because there are no eyes yet or ever i guess <laughs> no right. eyes moving Just on ears. anyway so <laughs> um so what's next ah yes so what was the most annoying annoying thing that you had to do on the clock it was always counting the register, mm. especially um, if it had been a low day, slow day. Mm-hmm. Especially if it had been a slow day, I would still have to count it again. That was just the process. Mm-hmm. So even if no one came in or bought anything, I had to recount the drawer. So annoying. Well, could you just be like, it's the same? Like Morally, no. Oh. <laughs> That's good. That's good I wouldn't know. allow myself. I always did it. And it would take so long because mm-hmm. I'm terrible at math and counting. <laughs> and I would get super turned around. So I'd have a bunch of notepads with like a bunch of different numbers <laughs> on them. It, it was that was that w- it was annoying because it was tedious. Yes, of course. Good thing that uh, you took these shifts solo because I feel like you would have to like count out loud. And if someone was like saying something, it's like, please, I have to start over now. You know, I had to do that uh, when my last job at Friesen, the, mm-hmm. the frozen yogurt place. That would happen because I'd have to count the drawer with someone else in there, like my boss or my supervisor, and they would try- be trying to talk to me. And I'd be like, do you know how many pennies I just have to recount? <laughs> like, $2 worth. That's crazy. 
Yeah, that would happen all the time. It's like, it's just like, shh, 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 everybody be quiet. The drawer is being counted. Yeah, I'd have to turn off the music and everything. Like, mm-hmm. Full silence. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm assuming your whole job was kind of annoying. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, okay, so if I had to pick one task that really annoyed me, it would be washing dishes. Oh, I, there's nothing more than I hate than, like, I had to hand wash everything. Like, little kids' like pizza, pizza grease mouths were on everything. And why don't you use, like, disposable things? Well, I understand, like, I guess, like... I had no choice. Environmentally, why you wouldn't yeah. use that stuff. But also, the different cups and plates had to do with the different themes of the parties. Oh, fair enough. And, um, you know, if I could just use plasticware, I totally would have thrown it at the kids. Chucked it at their Chucked boards. it at their... Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I would have poured the drinks down their throats. I'm not washing any cups today. I stand it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That is so funny. Tell the strap boys start. Yeah, right? <laughs> I gotta get them young. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, what was the worst interaction then you've had with a customer? I was actually washing dishes when it happened. Oh, oh no, it's a combo. <laughs> I know, seriously. I was behind the counter, like in the kitchen area, which is accessible from the main party room. You just kind of had to walk behind a wall. And it was like this maybe grandpa, uncle, dad, older man kind of guy. And he grabs me by my waist. Ew. Yeah, and he was like, said something about like how I was thin. And I was Ew. like, I'm 13 years old. Of course I'm thin. I'm still like, you know, haven't even finished puberty yet. Isn't that disgusting? God. I know. The audacity. I know, seriously. Anything for you? Um, I just, I don't remember the exact situation, but I remember these two elderly women came in from the rain, and they took forever, and they were getting wet everywhere, and gross. they were, like, reading every single card <laughs> on the card stand, and they were asking me questions, and they weren't good questions either what were they like they were asking me if the cards were by locals and i'm like it literally says hallmark on the back oh my god oh my god <laughs> like like not valid questions <laughs> or like the cost my like, cost is also on the back like it seriously was just, it was just these questions that didn't need to be asked and in the end they bought one card just one yeah, and then they were there for, like, over half an hour. That's so funny. You know they were just avoiding the rain. I know, and I was... Well, it's good when you're having a business. Rainy days can drive business inside. Yeah. Especially if it rains in, like, the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But, oh, man, those two women. And you were talking about the most annoying things. <laughs> like, I can't believe you remember that. That's crazy. It's just because, like, whenever I think about jobs and, like, the people who annoyed me, I just... I see them in their ponchos. <laughs> I see them in their ponchos and they, they haunt, haunt me. me. <laughs> ah! That was Jinx, good. you owe me a soda. I do owe you a soda now. I have like a deflated soda in, in my kitchen if you want. That's not soda. Okay. You're right. It's, what is it? What What do you call a decarbonated soda? Olda. Old soda. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible one. <laughs> you know, people actually like soda without like the carbonation. Um, is this a niche market we could sell things into? I think so. We could just like hold soda and if, wait for it to deflate. Or maybe people, why don't people do this? Pe- people who like those things, they should buy like, you know, the soda streams? Yeah. And you get the flavor punches? Yeah. They should just buy just the individual flavor pouches and just put them into plain water. You don't know these people. Maybe they do it. My brother does it with um like the dollar store sells individual like to-go packs of a 
A1 steak sausage. Oh my god. A1 steak sausage <laughs> no! in your water. A&W. A&W root beer packets. And you're supposed to put it into club soda or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he just puts it into water. Yeah. So he likes the flavor. <laughs> That's like, so that, funny. That is a market. Guys, this is a free life hack that we're giving out right now. I just sold you your next big idea. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, I did, I've done that twice this episode, and I don't think it applied to either situation. No. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. So on the opposite end of the customer interaction that you did not enjoy, was there anything that stood out that you really liked? I actually want to change my annoying answer. Okay. Because I just remembered one time we had a Halloween event. The whole building did something special. Mm-hmm. And our our store did face painting. Mm-hmm. And because I'm artistically inclined, I did face painting. Artistically inclined, everybody. <laughs> So we did face painting, and it was just, like, cheap little dollar store things, and I was painting things. Whatever the kids wanted, I was just like, tell me what you want. Okay, there you go. Here's a lion. And just our- like the, the animals that you had in balloon form. <laughs> they could match. <laughs> they could match. Some kids did, actually. That's cute. But I remember this one kid ran up to me. He's like, can you make me into a pumpkin? Oh, my God. I was like, absolutely, pumpkin. And so I sit, I sit him down, and grandma comes over, and she's like, um, where are your paints sourced from? And immediately, oh, come on. China? And I, I literally think I said China. Of course. I think I said the dollar store or China. One or the other. I said <laughs> Maybe something, both. They're not mutually I said explicit. something kind of sarcastic and oh, not exactly course. customer service <clears throat> approved. And she was like, but does it have talc? Or like, she, it was like mica, some, some mineral that's common in cosmetics. But just read the ingredients, lady. But th- that's the thing. The packaging didn't have the ingredients oh. on them. And, like, I literally gave them to her. I'm like, I don't know what's in them, but, like, this is the brand. You can do your research. If you don't want me to paint the kid's face, I won't. And the kid's, like, sitting there like, well, I want to be a pumpkin. I'm like, and, and then she was like, just put it, don't put it near his eyes. And I was like, I'm going to put it in his eyes. And she, she, she did this. She, like, took the kid's face, like, in her hand and, like, squished the cheeks, you know, like aunties do. <laughs> You can, you can probably tell by the voice I'm making, what face I'm making. <laughs> so, like, squishes the poor kid's cheeks, and she's like, don't put it here. And she traces this huge, basically, like, cheeks to eyebrows and nose. And she's like, don't put it there. I'm like, ma'am, that's a third of his face. <laughs> what are you supposed to do with that canvas? And I, and I was like, I'll just paint a pumpkin on his cheek. I was like, hey, you want a pumpkin on your cheek? You'll have a pet pumpkin. And he was like, okay. A pet pumpkin. Yeah, it's sold. creative. It's sold. Yeah, totally. Copywriter. Copywriter. <laughs> um... I what I took out of that, you did an impression of the little kid, and you can do a fantastic child's voice. <laughs> if I ever, if I ever for some reason need that as a voiceover, you know that I'm gonna call you. If you ever do like Fisher Price, can you do a sample of that again? I don't know what I say. Say like, I want a pumpkin on my face. I want a pumpkin on my face. No, you did it better without <laughs> squishing your face. It was before that. I can't, I can't do it on the spot. I'm okay. panicked. What we'll, we'll listen again. You'll hear it. Anyway. Uh, customer interaction that I appreciated. Um, nothing too major. Someone once tipped me fifty dollars, which was really cool. <sighs> I, little I, things. I didn't get tips. We did a like a puppy donation jar. Mm, weird. Yeah, and like I was sixteen, I didn't really care that much. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I, honestly, like with the money that I had, tips I, didn't matter. I, I really wish that I saved it more than I do now. <laughs> oh yeah, same. I'm a spender. I don't think I appreciated any customer interaction. My mom. That's it. My mom came in and asked, like, good questions and was, like, genuinely appreciated the store. So, in that whole experience, did you fuck up? I just said I couldn't close the stupid safe. It still haunts me. I triple-check doors now. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. This is just the, um, <clears throat> the outline that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I should have connected that. 
So the mistake you me. made, you know what? I'm going to be haunted by this mistake now too. <laughs> <laughs> the door is locking. Um, the mistake that I made, I was cleaning up once and there's just like a little uh, counter between the kitchen and the dining section. And I just like threw a grape into the kitchen and my boss just like really was just like, why would you throw a grape? Where you're supposed to be cleaning up, get a pile of things in your arms and bring it back there. Do not throw grapes into the kitchen, you Austin. You were a problem child. I was absolutely a problem child. Wow. Um. So, <laughs> did you learn anything from the whole experience? I learned a lot about actually how to take care of vinyl records, how to use different types of like systems to play them on. I yeah. got really good at like being because. Some of them are not exactly obvious. I know for people who are older listeners are like, what do you mean? I know how to use that. I didn't. This was my first time ever operating any sort of record player. You know, that's a really cool party trick. I feel like you could like, uh, I don't know, impress some people. I impressed my brother whenever I put on my Christmas finals. Nice. That's perfect. (laughs) So yeah, I got really into like the vinyl scene. That's cute. Because of that. And it impresses people. It does. Yeah, that is a really impressive thing to do. I think it's really hip. I don't think you learned anything from... Parties? kids parties no i i what i learned was like how to deal with kids which is something that i wound up doing a lot as like a summer camp counselor and like the head of arts and crafts at the summer camp who gave you that position god what? forbid what head of arts and crafts <laughs> <laughs> or camp counselor both oh um well you know i had been there as a camper so then i graduated to counselor and i was the artistic guy girl whoever i am so they're like, head of arts and crafts, here are the keys. And I was like, instructions, how to art, do how, arts and crafts? How do art? Uh-huh. A lot of birdhouses, a <laughs> lot of picture frames, you know. You sh- I, uh, I went to camp for a couple of years with the Girl Scouts. And I always we always made the like the God's Eyes. Oh, yeah. Those I always loved making. Those were my favorites. Those were one of my no-no crafts, like the cliches that I would not allow the children to do. Yeah, crazy, right? You don't want, you got to keep away this bad juju. I know, you're right. I should be less like that anyway (laughs) so um we're gonna wrap up the episode wrap it up as we do each episode we both name something that we were unapologetic about and something that was out of order do you want to go over the definitions again yep something that's we're unapologetic about means that it was something controversial that we're not sorry about so something we did that we're not sorry for. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and so what's out of order? Something out of order is something that we had to deal with that's totally out of our control. Yeah. So life, mm-hmm. life-oriented. It's okay. Do you want to do it for this week or for jobs? Specifically first jobs. Um, Let's do it for the job. All right. Cool. So what were you unapologetic about at this job? Um... I mean, the only thing I was sorry about was the freaking register thing. Mm-hmm. But I am genuinely sorry about it. Yeah. So then if you can't think of anything for the job, pull from your week. What were you unapologetic about this week? Fighting with a specific team member of mine. I hope she's listening. <laughs> I would feel bad. No, don't feel bad. You didn't say anything wrong at all. I think she kind of knows that we don't vibe together. And yet somehow, for some reason, I believe she keeps approaching you to do projects together. Yeah, we're on three separate teams together. I don't understand how that happened because clearly this is it's not a good mix. No, it's not. It's kind of blows my mind. It's a challenge. And I'm not sorry for not backing down when she's not backing down, because usually 
as we discussed previously, I'm the type that likes to collaborate mm-hmm. and bring people together. Oh, no, this is a dictatorship now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, even our professor was like, you are like three strong headed ladies. Uh, he said this to Sydney's group. I was there. And, uh, you know, you have your own strengths and I'm excited to see how this pans out. I was like, you're just messy. Um, you just want the drama. <laughs> I love that so much. Trust me, I love watching from the side, too. Also, that team that he was talking about, there's four people. Mm-hmm. That's how little a fourth person is done. Yep, that's true. <laughs> As I mentioned, the three and then, of course. I mean, technically, there's a fourth body. What's something you were apologetic about in your job or this week? Okay. Um. So this weekend, I just absolutely slacked off. And I feel amazing. I feel refreshed and made up all the work today with my groups because that's the beauty of a group project. Self-care. Self-care. Unapologetic self-care. Unapologetic (laughs) self-care. So moving on to what was out of order. Well, in the job sphere, that would be... Again, with the safe. Apparently, this is like in my psyche. This is like an integral part of my character. (laughs) We just unlocked like a chakra or something. Yeah, seriously. Then pick something else. What about this week? Was there something out of order for you? Oh, yeah. Um, On a different team project, not with the member I am not getting along with. It's I am in four group projects. This is the one that has five team members. If you've been listening, this is the largest of the groups. We had a member drop out today. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. And, you know, he was a really good secondhand for Sydney. Yeah, I was really excited when they got put on my team because they had skills that complemented mine in the positive and negative. So we had skills that overlapped, Mm -hmm. but then they also had skills that I didn't have. Like, So they were really personable Mm -hmm. and they were very, they're not chatty, but they know how to get people comfortable by just conversations. I think that this guy probably had the same role that I have of like the cheerleader. Kind oh, of, absolutely. You know, um, which so, is something that I'm having trouble with with my groups because we're 